We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says. Promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co-host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Acts of Podcast on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. Big shouts to the members of the Patreon, Nick Chavez, Ryan Pisner, Christopher Velasquez, Corey Johnson Hoops, Derek Pleiates, and Daniel Gibson. And I am running a contest trying to drive up the ratings and the reviews for the show we are currently at 337 reviews if we get to 400 within the next two weeks if we get to 400 reviews i will be giving away a vm merch bundle a hat two hats and a crew neck and a shirt so four items it'll take you 30 to 60 seconds Write something nice. Give us a five-star Frog Splash review. And thank you. Now let's get to the show. I'm working hard for respect in my city. I'm working hard for respect. Yeah. You think you got it, I got it for real. You think you got what I got. Uh, this one for those they forget in my city. This one for those they forget. Yeah. This dog off the leash and it's ready to kill. Homie, go finish your meal. I'm coming for real. Taking that food right off of your grill. Nicky too ill. Can't let it drop on me spill. Ah, yes. What's good, everybody? Special episode of Veterans Minimum. They all special, man. I know, I know. I hear you guys back there. Don't worry, don't worry. Welcome back, guys. I got the good brother, Jack Settleman from Snapback Sports, coming on in just a second. We shoot the shit about the UFC weekend. The UFC in general, Conor McGregor retiring once again. Congrats, you played yourself because we're not buying into that notorious one. We are not falling for that trap. 
why sugar sean goat potential maybe maybe but is a dude you should definitely keep your eye on and also we shoot this shit about the nba a little bit so looking forward to you guys hearing that but housekeeping notes thursday people's podcast we are back we are back we are getting dug back send us your questions vm people's podcast installment 14 15 i need to go check the archives but send the questions we'll answer them i'm gonna have a guest on also to shoot the breeze patreon.com slash veterans minimum to support the the show just bought a new microphone need one more microphone i appreciate everyone so much who contributes to the patreon on the monthly basis i apologize i know i'm an asshole and i have not been living up to my end of the bargain but there are some changes coming to the patreon gonna add some new stuff might be doing a morning show a nightly show an all kind of show it's the lamb show i might be doing it all i am very fired up my guy jack settlement snapback sports on the pod never says no when i ask for a favor that's a good guy right there make sure you show him some love as well at veterans minimum is where you can find the show at the lamb show is where you can find me my guy again as always coming through whenever i ask for it jack settlement snapback sports baby what it do man <laughs> what's going on man how are you i'm doing all right you know coming off a nice nice weekend uh quarantine is coming to an end for the boy starting next week i'll be going back to that nine to five life but besides yeah. that a whole lot of war zone and a whole lot of ufc <laughs> that's not a bad combination do you play warzone at all or what uh you know what i i tried it when it was hot i mean it's still definitely really hot right now but i didn't like when i go to play cod i want to be able to like die 26 times like that's my mm. jam and so i've been so initially it was more like fortnite like where if you went down uh you had one more life and if you know you got killed then you're kind of out for the round are there other modes now that I've been saying, or is that still the main premise? <clears throat> nah, so you have, if you play with a squad, bro, you can get picked up. Like, right. and people could buy you back. It's uh, it's $4,500 to buy you back. You also got the Gulag, which is super popping. Everyone's loving that. It's it's dope, man. I'm cracked out, bro. I got like over eight days of gameplay. It's It's, <laughs> it's pretty awesome and pathetic at the same time. Yeah. I feel I feel that. I mean, there's not much else to do, and I've been jamming on video games also, so I I've been there. Yo, uh, how'd you feel about UFC over the weekend, man? We were kind of chopping it up a little bit. I feel like the UFC's really been capitalizing on being the only sport in town. What's your level of just like you fuck with the UFC, or w what would you say your kind of fandom is? Yeah, I love it. I love to kind of follow along on Twitter and then tune in for the big fights. I'm not, I mean, anytime it's on, I'm watching when I can. I think, am I going to pay pay-per-view for every single fight? I'm personally not going to. I'm more of a backdoor link, find a stream kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, but I love, like, it's an incredible sport. No matter, I think as much as they like to say McGregor carries the sport or Khabib, the big fights carry the sport, like, I love the underdog's not even the underdogs, the undercard, and mm. you kind of learn about a fighter in two minutes when the announcers are talking about him. You pick who you want to win, and then obviously you throw a little money on it, and 
you can sit down and watch a fun fight, and it's exciting. So I'm a big proponent of the sport. Oh, dude, I think it's it's become my favorite sport. No lie, it's uh, wow. it's 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 closed in on NFL and soccer for me. And have you ever went to an event in person? I haven't, and I'm dying to. Obviously, not maybe for a little now. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but right before or right as quarantine actually started, uh, I think there was an event at Barclays in mid to late March that was supposed to happen. Yep. And yeah, in the middle of or at the beginning of quarantine, a reminder popped up on my phone. It was like buy tickets to go to Brooklyn for the event. And I was kind of bummed because that was going to be the one. I think it was a Khabib fight. It was it was supposed to be Habib and, and Tony, yeah, in April actually, yeah. dude. And the reason Yeah, and I was so hyped to finally do it because the only and the only boxing I've ever been to, I haven't even been at MSG when I was down in Miami for the Super Bowl, DeZone put on an event and like they had, you know, the YouTuber Jake Paul fight, but they they had some serious guys go and they're so fun, so electric. And UFC I can only imagine is twice that. Bro, that was the first that that would have been the first card that I would have got credentialed to because I linked up with some people when I was out in Vegas because I went to shit. I went to the last probably one of the last few sporting events where there was people in a crowd for for 248 out of Romero. And uh, I met some people over at the UFC and I got credentialed for the Brooklyn card. And bro, just like you, I was like, damn, son, of course, this shit will happen to me. I finally got into the door and then and then that happened but yo if there's one thing you take from me bro go to a ufc event i tell everybody because it's i think it's the best bang for your buck too because it's it's a five six hour event i know you don't really fuck with like the early prelims but man everyone starts there and before you know it those guys are headlining yeah 100 percent. and i think that's that's why i i don't like to pay for the pay-per-view is because if i'm paying for the pay-per-view and i tune in and then the main event's only 10 seconds but going to an event i totally see why there's so much value there because you get like you said five six hours gambling drinking watching great fights it it, i want to go don't get me wrong i'll keep you posted for when because me me and my boys we always go to every event that's in the tri-state area shit we've went to like philly also like we we love it man we're super hardcores and plus like my buddy Jared fights in the UFC, so he's connected us with a bunch of fighters. So I'll keep you in the loop, bro. I'll keep you in the loop. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what stood out to you for UFC 250, man? There's a lot that like went down. It was it was supposed to be a pretty. They kind of they impressed me, man, because the head the headliner was Nunez and Spencer, and I thought that was going to be a layup. That played out exactly how I thought it was going to play out because Nunez is just on a different level. But what stood out to you, bro, watching 250? <laughs> what stood out is exactly that. I didn't realize how dominant Nunez was. I mean, she just, first of all, complete credit to Felicia because she was getting absolutely demolished. Mm-hmm. The announcers are saying stop the fight. The ref is, I mean, he wants to stop the fight, but he can't really because she is still hanging around and she's standing and doing her thing. So credit to her. But Nunez, I mean, that was a master class. And the whole, the whole last round, the announcers are just like, who does Nunez even fight next? There's no weight to go to. There's no one even on her level. So that really stood out. Like, she's asserting herself as the most dominant woman fighter in the world right now. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I felt so bad for Felicia Spencer, just like you said. 
when they started halfway through the fight just talking about who Amanda's going to fight next. It's like, damn, so that's ultimate violation. And everyone's been saying how I had James Krause on uh, about two uh, last week or shit. When was that? I forgot when it was. It might have been the week before. But he was one of the dudes that was the cornerman for Anthony Smith in Jacksonville. When he was down in Jacksonville. And he was saying like, yo, bro, you can hear everything. Like, And I'm sure like Felicia's corner or even Felicia Spencer probably heard them talking about that. So... I, I can only imagine what that's like. But, dude, I think Amanda Nunez is not just a – she's already – she's been the woman's goat. I think she got to be in that discussion now just for, like, a pure MMA fighter. There's no – literally, there's no one else that she could fight. I'm a big Valentina Shevchenko fan. She's the 125 champ. She was, like, in a weird spot because they kind of made the 125 division for her, for those that might not know, because Valentina was, like, too small to be a 135-er. And was too big to be a 115er. And then the 125 was like perfect for her. And shit, I think she might be the most dominant champion across all weight divisions, male or female, in all the UFC. And they've already fought twice. And like even Dana White kind of shrugged that aside. Like, yo, we've seen that fight twice. That shit ain't happening. You said you had a hot take for me. I want to hear it. Yo, everyone always wants to find that that next guy, right? And... They, there's always the hype train, <clears throat> excuse me, there's always the hype train in the UFC or that guy that everyone is trying to get behind and then it gets derailed. Yo, this dude, Sugar Sean O'Malley, I don't know if you know much about him. The Takashi 69 uh, uh, head get up that he got with the, with, with the colored braids. Do you know anything about Sugar Sean? Yeah, he's electric to watch. He's hilarious and he's a beast. He's just dominating everyone. So, yo, he was found on the Contender Series. That's that Tuesday night shit that Dana White does. And he said it there. Like, he just, like, lit up the guy that he was fighting. Uh, he actually won his debut fight. He hasn't lost yet, but his, his debut fight in the UFC, it's the famous it's the famous snippet of uh, fucking Joe Rogan is interviewing him because he broke his leg in that fight, and he's, like, on the ground. You ever seen that clip? I honestly haven't. Oh, I'm bro, I gotta, I, I gotta, gotta send me that. Yo, it's hilarious because like him and him and Joe Rogan got a little bromance going, and he actually went on Joe Rogan's podcast, smoked weed with Rogan, and they got suspended by USADA for smoking weed. <laughs> so the the clip is like he breaks his leg in his fight, and then he wins the fight, and he couldn't stand up. He's being treated, so Joe Rogan deadass gets on his hands and knees to interview him. And then at the end, Sean O'Malley's like, I fucking love you, Joe Rogan. And he's like, I love you too, buddy. He's like, <laughs> Sean O'Malley. But yeah, yo, I think this guy's the next up. And like, he had a vicious knockout. Everybody loves those knockouts. Those are my favorite ones. The one where you hit the dude and you just hit him so clean, so flush, as they say. And you just walk away like, yo, it's quiet. It's a wrap. He, he, yeah, like you see knockouts where people want to jump on them and make sure they're done. Like, he was like, nope, he's done. <laughs> Yeah, he and he's in a division right now, the 135, which I think right now the UFC is, is they might be lacking the star power. And like you said, you really tune into like the main cards and the main events and uh, sorry, and, and like the pay-per-views. Do you feel as if that's something that is true for someone like you or, or like, do you miss the Ronda Rousey's and the Conor McGregor's and the John Jones or or do you think the UFC is in a good spot right now? I mean, any sport 
pretty much gets carried by its stars. But that doesn't mean I'm That's not fact, enjoying yeah. it right. when you have other players who are on the come up. Like, you look at soccer where Messi, Ronaldo, they've been the goats in the sport for years, but now they're kind of, I mean, they're not slowing down, but they've, they're not the young, hot stars. Right. Whereas the NBA, you have hundreds of players that makes the league so exciting because you don't really know who the next guy is. Is it Luka? Is it Giannis? Is it Kawhi? Like, who takes over after LeBron? So every sport goes through cycles. And I think, yes, you have to enjoy it just as much when you don't know who the star is when someone like Connor claims he's retiring for like the ninth time. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. Shout out to that plus 182, Caceres, over the weekend. Congrats, baby. Or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament. You can enter that for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls, Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling... The final dance. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. Bet online, your online wagering solution. That's actually a nice little segue that you put together there. I, uh, I think it's it's why we're professionals and we're catching along right now. How you feel about McGregor announcing his retirement, bro? You buying into it? You think it's just a bluff? How you feeling about this? It was like so casual. I was just honestly confused. Um, but I don't know. I, like, what is retirement in that sport? Can you say you're retired and come back out at any point? Is it really a retirement? I think the last time he did it was more of like a marketing campaign. How many times can you use retirement to market your whiskey? I don't know. Um, it's more of just a, I'll wait and see. If he then doesn't ever really fight again, I guess I'll be waiting for a while. But I'm not buying it. Are you? Nah, I'm not either. I think right now what's happened is everybody's waiting in the UFC community and around the world about this whole Fight Island shit and who's going to fight on it. We don't even know where it is. Apparently, Dana White said in the post, the post-pay-per-view press conference that he does, that this week is going to be the announcement about the location. But I just think like him, Masvidal, John Jones, all these dudes want to fight, but they can't fight right now because also these guys, their purses are a lot bigger. And a lot of that has to do with like the ticket sales to the event and the marketing behind it and the pay-per-view buys, which the pay-per-view buys, they haven't really struggled much because I know 249 did great. And that was because that was the first live sporting event in months. So everybody right. was just thirsty for, for real live sports. So I think what's happening with the UFC, these guys have these guys and girls have always been underpaid, bro. Like it's embarrassing how much money these guys make. And before you know it, like you're paying your nutritionist, your jujitsu coach, your Muay Thai coach your 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 dietitian and then it's like damn son gym memberships and you got no money left so they've been underpaid and i i think mostly i think the coronavirus stuff has really put a lot of people in different spots and weird spots that they want to fight but they can't 
it's just not worth it to them, I guess. Yeah, and also... Not, not, not that it's not worth it. It just doesn't make sense financially. And also just... Uh, you don't know if it's going to be able to happen, right? Like, a lot of these dudes... Apparently, Tony... Fer- not apparently. Tony Ferguson was preparing for that training camp for like four months, bro. Which is crazy. And then, before, you know, he was supposed to fight in April. Then he fights in May. And then you see like all these guys. Garbrandt and Asunsa, which, fuck, we didn't even mention Cody... Cody, no love coming back. What'd you think of that knockout, bro? That was the one at the buzzer. Yeah, the buzzer beater. That was nuts. That reminded me. Wasn't there one with uh, the the zombie, and that happened? Yeah, Yair Rodriguez caught him with the elbow last second. Yeah, wow, I forgot about that one. That one was gangster too. The only reason I remember that one is because I had a bet on zombie, and I feel like he was like winning that fight, and then. You two seconds left. If you just avoid anything, you're fine. And then he got KO'd. Yo, he was winning that fight. I remember that vividly because that was the UFC 25 year anniversary card, and they went back to Colorado because that's when the UFC first ever event was. And yeah, he was up on the scorecards. They were saying like 50 45, which was so dumb, bro. Because Korean Zombie is such a vet in the game. Like when you're up like that, and it was so. It was such a definitive lopsided fight. You shouldn't be rushing in there. Like even a Sun Sal, like you really need to know where you're at in the round. And that situation is just crazy. But I'm a big Cody fan, bro. That was that was three and a half years, Jack, of just frustration and anger and and a lot of shit. Cause like, yo, he hadn't won since he won the title from Cruz. Wow. So that's I didn't his... realize that. Yeah, that was really my first exposure to him. Yeah, Dominic Cruz. He he violated Dominic Cruz. He Dominic Cruz is one of the goats of that 135 division. Cody, you know, was doing all the dances and shit and uh uh just toying with him. Like he even laid down in the fight and then he lost to Dillashaw back to back. Lost to um uh, Munoz, Munoz. I keep butchering his name, but that's a that's a good example of a guy that changes camps, bro, because he went to Mark Henry and he's he's based out of Jersey and he's had like Frankie Edgar, Eddie Alvarez, and he's like a points based fighter where like sure guys get knockouts, but their whole thing is like controlling the octagon and keeping you on the outside and just like racking up points. But man, that shit was it was two great knockouts. Which one did you like better? Do you like Sugar Sean or did you like Cody's? I honestly like Cody's. I just think at the buzzer, like that buzzer or whatever, the the ding goes off and you see a dude drop into the ground, like that's craziness. Yeah, the timing of that doesn't get any more perfect. Literally, just like and when you fall face uh, face to the ground like that, like a sunset did, you know, you knew it was night night. <laughs> yeah. Yo, when, I want to go back to Connor just real quick. Do, yeah. Are you like a fan of Connor? Like, do you like? Do you like Connor as whether it's a fighter or just a personality? How do you feel about Connor? Because he's a very polarizing athlete. Yeah, I'm not one of the like I have casual UFC friends who are just big time Connor fans, and no matter who they're fighting, they're rooting on him, they're betting on him, they're just hyped to see Connor fight. I like I like I think it's a an exciting event when McGregor's fighting, but I'm not like insanely excited i'm not hoping he fights every time out like i i like him as much as i like ferguson or masvidal or or uh habib so i'm not like the great 
him leaving isn't going to end my fandom of the sport, which is, I think, a few people, not a few, a lot of people are kind of, if McGregor never fought again, they might not watch UFC for a very long time, if ever again. It's so weird because I agree with you that a lot of people are like that. But with fighting, bro, there's so many guys that, yo, if you're lucky, you'll see your favorite fighter fight twice a year. Right. So that's why it's so crazy. Vince McMahon once said that he would never buy the UFC because he can't keep stars. He can create them and give you the push. But, you know, ultimately what happened to Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey was on top of the world and then she gets knocked out by Holly Holm. And then two years later, she's out of the UFC. And it Mm -hmm. just it constantly just happens. You know, Uh, Francis Naganu was a guy who was being hyped up and then. He goes on a little losing streak there in the middle. And now it took him like a couple of years to get back to like now he's like the most dangerous guy on the whole planet, really. If you think about it when it comes to fighters. But yeah, man, Connor's Connor's weird, bro, because I feel like he's outgrown the sport. Like Connor McGregor is bigger than yeah. UFC and fighting is. Like it's he's his own entity. And it's there's not like Jordan has surpassed, I think, basketball, which might sound crazy, but like the Jordan brand and the aura of Michael Jordan, it's bigger than basketball. That's how I feel about Connor. Mm-hmm. So I he- think that's a great comparison and a really good point. Uh, and I get where Vince McMahon's coming from. You spend all this time marketing dollars, building up these people because you have to create personalities and brands for them. And then you get, you know, cases where they are too big and then they only want to fight in the big ticket events and, kind of have to balance that and then is it worth it to them and i think that's kind of what we saw with connor like i don't think the ufc's they should be panicking because they're losing their biggest star but also they are like okay if he's not in on this we're also not going to focus all our attention just to get him back for what one or two more fights over the next couple years where we can invest time and resources into all these young stars build out their personalities and then create four mcgregor's at its peak yeah, and I think they're sitting on a guy who has that kind of charisma in Sean O'Malley. That dude is, man, that guy is, he's a beast. He's a problem. He's 25. He's undefeated. Uh, he's going to have a number next to his name very, very soon. And he just got that aura about him, bro. You've heard the Fortnite story with him? No, I haven't. Bro, so he's like a, he's a legit Fortnite player. And about a year ago, when he was suspended, he came in like, fuck seventh or eighth in a Fortnite tournament and won like $25,000, which would have been about like 60% of his career earnings in the UFC. And he just donated it all to a charity. He's like a, he's a big gamer on Twitch and shit too. Like he's a dope dude. And I think he's very relatable to a lot of people. Cause like he, he's not, he's not really good at one thing. I mean, his striking is elite, so I'll take that back. But like, He's just like a B plus everywhere else. Like he kind of reminds me of like George St. Pierre where he's my favorite fighter of all time, GSP. And like GSP, just like every fight, he would add some new shit, you know, like he'd go to Thailand and work on Muay Thai or he'd go down to Rio and work on his BJJ with the Gracies and shit. Like that's something that GSP always did. And like with Sean O'Malley, I know he's knocked out his last two opponents, but you know, that crazy ass roundhouse that he attempted to was just wild and he just has all these different tools in his in his playpen so i think that guy man if you want to keep your eye on a guy who i know he fought on the main card this this last event 
But man, that's a guy to keep your eye on, bro. For real, for real. So like, when's the next time he'll fight? You think? So that's the thing, right? Like people always ask about that. Like there, there isn't really a timetable. A lot of it is how do you feel after your fight? I don't remember him getting touched. So and he beat the guy in like a minute and a half, two minutes. So shit, I wouldn't be surprised if he fights in like July on this fight island or August. He says that he wants to be really active, and a lot of that plays into, you know, do you leave the the octagon unscathed? And like not like I don't think Felicia Spencer's fighting next month. You know what I'm saying? Or, or even Nunez. Nunez went 25 minutes. He's like, yo, I exhausted myself. But like, you know, when when McGregor knocked out Aldo in 14 seconds, it's like, yo, McGregor could fight next week, theoretically, right. you know? So yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens with the UFC. I know we got about five minutes left of your time. I want to talk some NBA with you. How you feel about this shit coming back, bro? I'm hype. I am ready. I am excited. I think it's what we need in this world. I think it's just like who's complaining about, you know, anything about it. Just give it a rest. They did their best, and now we get basketball. So I'm excited about it. And, like, dreaming of a potential Monday night football, Tuesday night Lakers-Clippers conference finals, Wednesday night Bucks-Celtics conference finals, Thursday night football, then game one of the finals Friday night, college football Saturday, NFL Sunday, on repeat. Like, that's, that's all you can ask for. So I'm really pumped. Yo, thinking about that kind of got me aroused. Um, that is that is one hell of a weekend, bro. Shh, right? Fuck, not even weekend, a whole week. Yeah, that's a whole yeah, week. So, yeah, people are concerned. Like the NBA is gonna, you know, be crossing over with NFL. Like, okay, even if if the second round falls on a Sunday, like you're telling me you can't watch, or on a let's say a Thursday night, you're telling me you can't watch Texans Jags on the TV and get you know Lakers versus Jazz on your computer, like. Wouldn't want that, you know. So I'm pumped. Real quick, going back to the UFC to tie it into the NBA, I do feel like a lot of these leagues have taken notes from what the UFC has been doing, because you know they worry about what it's going to look like with no fans. But I think the NBA it could work with no fans, and I'm curious to see what kind of teams are going to benefit with or without the fans. I talked about that last week. I think I'm curious to see what the players are going to look like, which is why I think they're doing those like eight to 10 game regular season before they get into the playoffs. Cause like yeah. these, these dudes haven't played basketball in three months to just yeah. throw. I was someone that wanted them to go right into playoffs, but then I, you know, I slowed down. I looked at everything at hand and I'm like, yo, these guys haven't played in so long. You want them to do playoff minutes? Like that's just going to be gruesome on your body. Right. That's just a different level that to expect someone to lock in at that. And, and maybe we get a lesser, a little bit lesser playoffs, less crowds. But I think at the end of the day, like what what's happened is NBA Twitter has exploded and every tweet is who's better start bench cut this guy like Steph Curry sucks. Like it's just a lot of hate and all this stuff. And it's not like the positivity of these guys just like love to play basketball and they are hoopers and they continually talk about that. Like Kevin Durant will get on Twitter and just like want to have a conversation about basketball because he loves basketball. And I don't think there's anything more hooper than throwing 12 guys in a gym on each bench, give them their coach and just throw, roll a ball out there. And now we get to watch them play basketball. 
without the advantages of a crowd. Like, a Lakers-Clippers-Western Conference Finals before, yeah, the Lakers have an edge because they're going to buy up all the tickets for Clippers games and Mm -hmm. they'll sell out their own games. And now we get to see who the best team is. You're going to be on an even playing field after the exhibitions and the eight regular season games. By the time they get to the conference finals, like, we'll see who truly is the best team. Nothing with the refs can get in the way if there's no fan. Like, I'm just excited. Yeah, man, I'm a little upset. I had a 35 to 1 ticket on the Heat to win the finals, 18 to 1 to win the East. And at the time when I made that bet, bro, was when they were playing really, really well. And yeah. they had a roadmap to avoid Milwaukee until the conference finals, and then I could hedge it the other way. But yeah. one of the big reasons why, bro, is that Miami flew, son. Like, you're down in Miami for four or five days. You're going to get caught up in some stuff. And they have a great, great home field advantage. So I'm definitely curious to see what these teams are going to look like moving forward. Last question I got to ask you. I'm looking at a 1996 Michael Jordan basketball card right now what kind of what, what kind of numbers can i get can i buy a new phone my shit is all rattled and cracked <laughs> so obviously i've been making a big uh ordeal over sports cards recently and yes i think the reason why everyone's kind of been peeking and watching a lot of my stuff is because we all did it when we were younger like mm-hmm. who doesn't love sports cards collecting your favorite guys etc cetera, etc cetera. and Unfortunately, what I found out and what most people find out is like your stuff isn't going to be worth a lot, specifically on the 96 Jordan. So if you want to find the value, you go to eBay, search the card. So Michael Jordan, 1996, and then whatever brand, and then go to sold listings on the left side. That'll give you an idea of your market. So Jordan's valuable cards, for the most part, are going to have been made in the 80s. His uh, 86 Fleer is obviously the iconic card, but... There's, there is a whole new market because when has there ever been a sports stock market for players? There hasn't been. And sports cards are kind of providing that for us. So I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, you want to bet on rookie of the year this year, right? Mm-hmm. Because you think uh, Burrow is like the real deal. Okay. So you place a hundred bucks, whatever his odds are, plus 110 to win, you know, 110 bucks. He finishes second. He has a great year. But Justin Herbert, for whatever reason, has the best year ever. Okay. So you just lost 100 bucks. If you buy his card you and he balls out, but he just finishes second, he could still be worth that card for 100 could then be worth 180. So it's really like now you can, without just betting on futures, which are kind of like result oriented and there's voters involved. And it's not just, like, what the market sees and et cetera. So it's my way of, like, kind of gambling on players in a really fun way. So, like, football, I'm Lamar, obviously being a Ravens fan and one of his biggest proponents. But the two guys I'm locked in on heading into next year because they have the tools, they have the weapons, and they have, like, the the market appeal is Kyler and Mm. Drew Locke. Yes. Wow. Those are my two guys. Those are actually the two teams. You know how every year there's a playoff team that didn't make the playoffs the year before? Those are the two teams that I'm looking at. And uh, Judy for Rookie of the Year is where my eye is. Yeah, I I think Judy was the most uh, wide receiver ready in the whole class. Like, can CD be a number one in the future yet? But I think Judy could be as good as Cortland Sutton next year. Like, I truly think he's that good. 
Kyler, I don't think the Cardinals go to the playoffs just because I I have their division being really good. Yeah. And I don't know if the team, the O-line's there and the defense is fully there yet and Cliff there as a coach. But give me another year on the Cardinals and I'm all in on them too. So, um, yeah, you're 96 Jordan. Probably not getting you a new phone. I don't know. Look it up. Let me know. <laughs> Text me. But uh, definitely... You know, do your research and look if if you think Kyler and Drew Lock are the guys and hop on that train with me. Jack, you're the man, bro. I appreciate you as always. You never say no to me when I ask you to be on. I don't take that for granted. Tell the people where they can find you, good brother. Uh, you can find me at Jack Settlement on Instagram. I think that's uh, and Twitter. I'm having fun building on Twitter. Um, and yeah, just give me a shout. I appreciate you having me on as always. And uh, talking to the, what's the abbreviation for the pod? VM. VM. All right, just VM. All right, the VM, the VM family. So thank you guys for having. Coming for real, taking that food right off of your grill. Nikki too ill, can't let it drop and me spill. Clogging the lane, I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled, not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.